0: That's right, you are now listening to Tommy Tom's One Mike. Warning. This podcast contains explicit language, triggering or sensitive topics and controversial discussions. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tommy Tom's One Mike. I'm Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High. Flip personality, you know it's I. You never see my kind, never seen a sliver or a slice. I'm the butcher, Joyce Guts, know I'm nice. You got beef, I got waggle with a knife. Now I'm gonna be wrapping up bodies of the night. Like Ray Charles, y'all yeah, know I'm out of sight, now I'm gonna be slaying this cause you know I love the life, yo, you gotta read between the lines, I'm only gonna be moving when I'm read through all the signs, Johnny Mnemonic, I got an upgrade in mind, this is for the rebels and their revolutionary minds, tabernetic linguistics, you know I'm on my mind, prototype the new dimension, man, I shit is mine, future is creation and creation is sublime, make your own legend, only happens with time. Let's hit the mic. Hey
1: guys, welcome back to Tommy Tom and One Mike. And today, we're going a little deeper into the football realm. You know, uh, for the last couple episodes, I may have had some of my fantasy football, uh, uh, I guess, uh, partitions. Well, I really can't speak English. Participants, my fellow participants in my fantasy football league. Um, I can't have any of them on my show anymore because every time I do, I lose my fantasy football game. But doesn't mean I don't want to talk football. So thinking to myself, who who can I get to talk some football? And looking at my past, I realized, you know what? I actually know a Bills fan. And amazingly, the Bills are out from the darkness into the light. There's Bills Mafia. They're throwing each other through tables. I'm sure this man, respectful coach and all, is not doing such things because he's a good guy. But folks, I bring to you one of my first college friends, Mr. Bill Creed. How you doing, Bill? Great. How are you doing? Good, good. As we were talking before uh, we got on, it's been like a decade since uh, last I saw you. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's one thing like I remember sticking out and it's just like a moment. It's probably like uh, one of those first, like, I guess, hangouts was uh, freshman year in Whitaker, I don't know why I think me and Dave, we just decided to just open our door and just like kind of sit in the hallway and catch people as they were like walking by.
2: Yeah, oh yeah.
1: And you were the first person to come and join us as we sat there and just chopped it up and whatnot. And it's always a a fun memory to me. Granted, we were probably not in the right dorm to do it because, and probably in other dorms, there'd be more people passing by but we were all in uh, the international dorm. So it was like all the Americans just got together real quick. And we like, hey,
2: yeah, how you doing? Yeah, that was a, I'll say very culture shock right off the rip, right? you going to college as a young kid, you know, 18 year old kid at the time, young man or young men for us. And then we're in the international hall out of nowhere. And you got people from all over the world and they're with us. It's like, holy smokes.
1: Now, did they just put you in there? Because I know Dave and me were both, we're both idiots in the sense that we thought we actually had to choose one when they gave you the choice of what dorm to choose. And so, so we are just like, uh, <laughs> you know what, this, yeah, this one seems cool. Whatever. We'll take this one.
2: Yep. Yeah. Cause I thought if you didn't choose one, you were going to get a terrible placement or something. So yeah, same, same deal. I can remember my mom being <laughs> like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta choose something here. So I just, I chose Whitaker. I'm like, share this one. And <laughs> here we are. however many years yep. later now?
1: And of course, uh, you know, the, First thing, you know, that always sticks out about you is, of course, football. Probably growing up, you know, I, uh, I was a 49ers fan, but that was because uh, Steve Young was the only worthwhile uh, Mormon athlete that I knew. And, you know, being raised Mormon is like, this is one guy I can like, I can root for and be like, hey, man, look, that, there's, a, there's an athletic Mormon. You know, other than that, it was uh, the tall white guy from Space Jam. I think it's Steven Bradley or whatever. His career highlights are just people dunking on him. It's not exactly the best representation. So, you know, but I I didn't have a, I guess you could say love for football, but you, you, you are all about it from from the get. Uh, We had a, a, uh, a failed attempt, I guess you could say, of a flag football team
2: that we try to do. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that.
1: Now I think in our defense, you know, is we're all competitive people. It's like, oh, you have the friendly league and then you have the competitive league. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll do the competitive. Uh, you got the team together. You're writing up plays. I think all in all, if we were in the non-competitive league, we would have been fine. But freshmen's in college walking onto the field and we have like the varsity rugby team waiting for us.
2: Yeah. Oh Quite Yeah. Different. Quick. Which is actually really funny, because after that game, I started talking to those guys, and that's when I played I played rugby for a couple semesters, too, in the spring with them. Just to kind of stay in shape. But, yeah, that was that did not go well for us. You know, mixed <laughs> of no. people trying, trying that league. No.
1: <laughs> it's like after the first game, I think we all just kind of looked. It was like, yeah, we're not ready for this. We are not ready for this. <laughs> but you did do rugby. I remember, I think maybe it was – Dave and Little Man and me, we went out there to go watch your first game or whatnot. And uh you knocked it, you ended up knocking a guy out. Uh what is it? You were one of the is it the wings? Is that the one yeah. of the guys at the end?
2: Yep, I played. so I played winger. I was usually on the left side. And I, I remember that what you're talking about, because I put my shoulder through through a guy's face. He went in high for attack on my shoulder and I mean he knocked him out cold. I think it broke his nose too. But, but that was that was fun.
1: That
2: <laughs> was it. Like, my
1: my just memory is, like, Dave on his side, oh, he's loving this. He's loving every
2: side. Oh, yeah. Every scene. <laughs> yeah it's the cool. contact.
1: I think that was, like, the first uh, sign, I guess, of you, your notebook of, like, little plays and stuff that you were just, like, already beginning to jot down and everything. Like, I guess I, I never got to – I never really asked you uh, what really – I guess, spark that love for football? Because I think, like, most kids, they have, like, sports and stuff that there's a clear love for a lot of people. You know, I guess from our generation, there was, like, baseball or whatnot. So I was just curious, why was it, like, football
2: for you? So, like, that would just go back to my my father. Um, He was, for some reason, a Bills fan. right? to go back to the Buffalo Bills for a second. And just growing up, like, most of my earliest memories with him, We're actually watching the Bills in their Super Bowl run, their four Super Bowl runs. I can remember the last two, not very vividly, but bits and pieces. Uh, I think the Dallas game in particular, just sitting there watching him and watching the Bills in the Super Bowl, not really knowing what's going on, but that association of like football and my dad, and then it just carried through like every single year. We watched more of the Bills. I got more interested, Um, and then in my community at the time, oddly enough, there wasn't in our direct community there wasn't a flag for like peewee football out there because it was out east on uh, long island at the time and this is early 2000 so not as developed and let's say upscale as it is now it was getting there but it was on the way uh, so there wasn't a lot to do but uh, you know football wise so our town didn't have it and of course my mom was like no absolutely not you're not playing football it's too dangerous <laughs> like just and that fueled it more man like that just it may be just every chance I got, like, watch it on TV, you know, just be around it any way I could. If I ever saw a football helmet or football stuff in a store, I was, like, drawn to it. But, like, that's where it started, probably with my dad and watching the Super Bowl with uh, with the Bills playing Dallas.
1: As I also said uh, prior to recording, you are a bit of a unicorn being, you know, from Long Island, not being, like, a Giants or Jets fan, you know, but you have the pride as, you know – I think my friends kind of converted me, you know, uh, in a sense of, like, I gained a respect for the Bills through watching your love for them. That it was just like, all right, you know, this, that's a true fan. He's sticking through everything or something. Like, essentially, you know, I make fun of a uh, friend t Baz because he's a Mets fan. I was like, there was a time, you know, the Bills were like the Mets of football for a little bit there, where it was just like, oh yeah, you could watch the game and be like, you're doing good. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Oh, yeah.
2: Happen. And I, I got to be honest with you, that feeling is still there every game I watch now. Like, you know, because they're on the right. Like, they're doing great. Their has doing a great job with them the past few years. And it's like every time they're up or the game gets kind of close, you're like, oh, shoot, here we go again. It's just that feeling of, like, please don't go wrong. Please don't go wrong. It's almost <laughs> eerie. But, yeah, it's crazy now that they've where they've come to. It's awesome.
1: You have to overcome uh, the PTSD of, like, most the 'Cause like I think with you you know, forty you know, the I I may have had a little, but it's like in the beginning of like you have you have that like that high. It's like you guys got it to the Super Bowl. Like you can remember those like early days. And then it was just like nothing. So now it's like the glimmer of hope. You don't have like I guess uh the tease that like my forty ers have of like, okay, we'll get that one year and then we'll drop back down and then it's like, oh we got that one oh we drop back down. Uh, you know, it's uh you know, you guys got that guy uh, Josh Allen, who you know uh, got picked up before I could pick him up in fantasy, but he was my first choice. You know, first game, you know against Pittsburgh was a little scary, uh, you know, yep. given the deal with Pittsburgh. But you know, they've stepped it up, and really, what can you do against Derrick Henry? And I'm not gonna lie, that was my first round pick, so <laughs> I kind of had oh. to root against you, buddy. So
2: I bet you were <laughs> happy. You were happy when they played him, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, because Russell Wilson was my quarterback, so I've been I've been in a bad place. Like I said, I can't interview any more of my fantasy people anymore <laughs> because there's like a curse that is just like, Oh, there it goes. There goes my team. <laughs> but I guess in like I know you would always have like a notebook. Do you still and you know, given that you are, you know, spoiler for a little later, he is a coach now, working in the football teams. Working in the football teams. Wow, my English. You know. Yeah. I wasn't an English major. I was a writing major. So, Big you difference, know, right? maybe speaking, not my best, best suit, you, but hey.
2: You always made that distinction. <laughs> <laughs> different worlds.
1: Different worlds, different worlds. But do you find yourself still like watching the games and like having, a, I'm not going to even say having a hard time. I assume you can't keep yourself out of like looking and being like, no, this, you should be doing this. What are they doing? What are they doing with this play? No, 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 no.
2: Yeah. Uh. It's very hard to turn off, you know, like I think most people find when it becomes your job, when your job's your passion, it's it's a blessing, right? You get to do Mm -hmm. what you love every day. But when you're just watching, it's hard to just sit back and watch and just take it in for what it is. You always think, well, why this? Why that? Was that the right move? What, you know, what are they doing comes to mind sometimes, but you got to, you know, trust the guys that are doing the job because when you're doing it, you hope people trust you are doing it too. But yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to turn off. But um, you were asking about the notebook, like, that's that's going constantly. I have many now, any any playbook I can find, I just, you know, download them, get them online from people, whatever it is, and just go through them. I see what they got, just see what people are doing, how, you know, because the game's evolving constantly. Or, you know, in, in particular, like, you look at Brian Dable, the, uh, the OC for the Buffalo Bills, he's got something drawn up every week for somebody, like one or two gadgets, and it's constant, and it's just awesome to watch. You know, it's fun. So, yeah, that notebook is getting quite big.
1: <laughs> but you're going to have, like, a bunch of them just, like, stacked up and, like, all right, which one? Which one do I want to look at? Do I need to tweak? I'm sure you're always tweaking something on those and whatnot. Oh, yeah, constantly. And it's, like, it's fitting because I know you were a wide receiver and, of course, uh, you know, while we were roommates, uh, you tore the ligament in your thumb, which mm-hmm. kind of ended your season. But – you still stay positive and that like, you would still go to the sidelines. You would still be like checking out the meetings and stuff. Like that's where it's like, it's not surprising. It's, you know, it's admirable that like seeing how you were and being like, yeah, what what else would he be doing? What else would he be doing? There was a clear path as to where you were heading and whatnot, you stuck it and there you are now. now, what exactly is your? Uh, I guess you, I could say your position in the Marist football team.
2: So I am the pass game coordinator and the wide receivers coach. So yeah. a pretty uh, natural path. Although if you saw how I got here, um, couple couple D three stops first. Um, I stopped for three years in sprint football, which was kind of just my way back in because I got out of college football for a couple years, took two teaching jobs, uh, lost those due to budget cuts and. One in New uh-huh. York down Long Island, and then one in New Hampshire. Uh, so then I found myself staying in New Hampshire and coaching sprint football, which was absolutely wild because um, the weight limit was 175 pounds on a football team, which is insane. Even linemen. yeah, yeah. Wow,
1: that's a I, well. I guess it's pretty high speed. I don't. Know.
2: <laughs> so it, the, the speed of the game is just consistent, right? Like your linemen, mostly as fast as you're like running your backs or your linebackers your receiver types a little bit but yeah very very crazy game or different game than you know the ones we see on tv most often but yeah, sprint was a great time so I worked for a guy um, there who actually had a connection to the Marist football program and you know just through mouth uh, word of mouth got involved in Marist. so I came on as a safeties coach my first year then in a crazy turn of events, so our D-line coach ended up leaving. So the D.C. comes up to me one day, I think it was like maybe a month or so before the season get got going, maybe two months. And he's like, hey, I need a D-line coach. I'm like, all right, let's go find one. He's like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, are you kidding? This is <laughs> me? You know, I, w- I always worked in the back end, receivers, safeties, corners, that world. And I'm like, now I got to talk to guys and teach them how to put their hands down and be, you know, be D-linemen. So that was absolutely awesome just to see to learn a different side of football to get more more out of the defensive side and really learn what what they try to do to stop you offensively and then the following year our offensive coordinator moved to the running backs coach and the head guy gave me the opportunity to take the receivers and i've been there ever since so the past four years um it's and it's been awesome yeah work with those guys every day is is blissful man it's great
1: and i bet uh doing working on the defense because probably for most of your life you've been on the offensive side of the ball so this getting a different look probably contribute greatly just for i guess uh having a different mindset where it's not just so offensive base that it can help you actually improve your offensive play calling and stuff
2: like that absolutely i mean you know i think until until you go and coach the other side your understanding or you're you're thinking of what they're trying to do or their mentality is just very different because you don't know what you don't know so like you see stuff defensively and go oh they can't be they can't try actually be doing what i think they're doing or like that can't be right that's gotta be a mistake and then you go work on that side of the football for a few years um in my case i spent six years on the defensive side through at different places and you just learn so many different things you're going oh my god they scheme just as more if not more than the offensive side and some of the stuff you're seeing defenses do is by design it's to bait offenses or quarterbacks into poor decision-making or bad throws or you know it's uh it's crazy just you know the the chess matches is, is real and until for me anyway until i was on the other side i didn't really appreciate it yeah now it's being back on the offensive side it's okay here's what they're trying to do here's their mentality this is what they're running let's this is how you beat it so it's been it's been helpful for sure
1: now have you used any of uh you know our old plays from our flag football uh, years. You know uh, anything from that uh, oh, yeah. notebook?
2: Absolutely, sweep reverse pass. Let's go, man! <laughs> Gotta have that one. That's a staple. Of course.
1: Now, of course. Uh, so you've been uh, coaching at Marist for how long?
2: This is year. This is year six. S- six years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess even after it's probably still a little surreal. I guess for you, just a just a whole journey and the position that you're in now,
2: I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. is Because anyone that's in the profession or trying to get into it knows there's not a lot of positions available, let alone full-time ones that'll keep you there and and have benefits for you too. You know, so where I am, like I'm in the great position where I have, you know, good salary. I have uh, great health benefits, takes care of my whole family. Uh, my wife, our two young kids. So it's like, it's truly a blessing, man. And you know, you wake up every day and you're, Coaching football you you get to spend time <laughs> on a football field or in a room chalking stuff up or writing stuff on the grease boards it's yeah it's blissful you can't beat it
1: <laughs> now i'm sure uh you know having kids and a wife i'm sure uh there's some times that you have to be reminded to turn the football off i i'm only assuming from i guess my assumptions from my knowledge of you that i am certain there are times that the football has to turn off and papa bill has to come.
2: Yeah, you know, at, every night as best I can when I go home, and I'm, thankfully I live about forty minutes, thirty five, forty minutes away from campus, so I have that drive to kind of decompress and get over it and shut it off. So when I do walk in the door and the kids come running up, daddy, 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 you know, the dog is you know, just the whole family scene is there, and it's like, okay, this is family time. You know, spend time with them, read them books, put them to bed, and then up early in the morning, away you go again. But yeah, it's it's important to put it away for a little while too. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I guess uh in years at marriage, you know you've probably had some intense games and stuff like that. Was there a game I guess that like really stands out to you that was just like emotions, everything was just like oh yeah i'm- re- I'm here, I'm ready, let's do this yeah, <laughs> I guess that whole hoorah kind of attitude
2: oh yeah, so it oddly enough it's got i say it happened uh just the past this past week uh we played played more at state, lost a you know, there was like, it was a game in which there were six lead changes. So it was back and forth all day. Uh, you know, we just, at the end, we just ran out of gas. We just couldn't hold, hold it out for the win. We were up in the fourth at one point and then we just couldn't hold it out. It was, that was a real hard one. That was one where cause we're both three and oh in the conference at the time. Now we sit at three and one, they sit at four and oh. So, you know, big conference title implications there and just you're, you're so into it. There's, you know, it just keeps building and building and building and building right that boxing match but you're back and forth the chess match whatever and then when it the clock hits zero and you know you're done it's like all the air comes out of the balloon you just and we we've lost like i just felt defeated man i was like oh my god i felt like i ran a marathon I, I just had nothing left in the tank you know our players more so like right they they play the game i just got to sit and watch and talk a little bit but the
1: emotional dump like essentially of all everything just culminating I can only imagine like like I said, I can only imagine because I remember when you were injured could see you still pacing on like the sideline even when you weren't playing, so I can still see it's like he's doing the same thing when he's on the field or something
2: well I, yeah, something. I pace up in the booth now oh yeah oh you're up yeah, in the booth ah. Yeah. so I my, my my time here I haven't been on the sideline yet I've been up in the booth, mm. but yeah whether it's a small booth big booth, I walk around constantly you know I, I'll sit for like the first half or so and then second half I'm just pacing just let's go let's go let's go <laughs>
1: I I can't imagine uh probably the excitement you have uh doing this and whatnot you know uh like I said it it seemed like it was a sure thing that this was uh gonna be what you were supposed to do I guess you could say uh you know and uh it's seems like you're on a nice upswing going along with your bills team so it's got to be a, a good thing now we all know. Yeah, Football clearly is the number one sport. Have you passed that down to uh, the kids?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, so my my son, he's every time we he sees football on, Daddy Bills, Daddy Bills. You know he's three and a half. He'll be four uh, fairly soon. But he's he's got a little Josh Allen shirt he wears every you know every <laughs> time we watch the Bills play. So or he sees football, or he's always asking if he can come help me at work or help football at work. You know when I go to Marist. So he's he's all into it and our. Our daughter, uh, Katarina, she's not quite two yet, so still pretty young, but, you know, she'll, she'll be not far behind.
1: But you're instilling it young, uh, Bills Nation. Of course, you will teach your son not to throw himself or others through a table, I would assume. You
2: now. Uh, obviously, yes. Obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about, I guess, you know, this, like, upswing of Bills fans, where it's like, this wasn't around when we were in school and whatnot. And, you know, we were relatively like upstate. I mean, if you're from Long Island, anything not in the city is considered upstate, but I mean, we were close enough to like Buffalo that, and I know, I believe it was your brother. He went to Buffalo, didn't he?
2: Correct. Uh, Both, both my siblings went to, went to UB.
1: Right. So, you know, it wasn't a common thing, but now it seems like, there's all these Bills fans, and I, you know, part of me is like, where did they all come from? So I wonder for yeah, you.
2: Uh, I, so you hit on it earlier. I don't think so. I, I think most, like ninety percent of Bills fans are actually true diehard fans. Because to be a Bills fan, you know, we talked about like you said, like the Dark Ages, like you know, the past <laughs> twenty years, twenty minus um, the time since Sean McDermott's been there those were tough times, but I think all those fans were there. Cause if you were a Bills fan, you stuck it out. Like, you know, and even fans before us, right. Before Super Bowl loss, like they, they're still fans to this day. So yeah. I think 90% of it is our true fans. And I think you have, you know, the bandwagon fans. It's cool to be a Bills fan now, or the, the borderline, the fringe people will just root for them because they're on prime time and they see them now more. But I think that fan base is, as you said before, that fan base is special, man. They, they <laughs> ride or die with them and it's, it's constant. Like it's either you're in or you're out. There's no there's no in between because if other Bills fans, I think, would agree. If you watch them every week, some of those games, like <laughs> if you just watch the last two minutes, you know exactly what what happened the whole game, and it's the highs and lows are insane. Oh I bet.
1: I think about Bills fans in general. Uh, they're not they're not uh you know New Jersey fans, if you you catch my drift. As the they have to be proud to talk about them. Like I was thinking about it the other day, I was like. Well, the Giants and Jets, they all have to say they're from New York, but the Bills they just say Buffalo. That's mm-hmm. that's that, you know, it's that kind of pride or whatnot that it's fitting, you know. Uh the quiet one and now they get their time in the shine, you know. Uh, I'm sure no one was more happy when Tom Brady left for uh Tampa Bay, uh than them. And it's like finally, the East is ours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this may be just like the football or the competitive side of me, but when he left I was like Damn it. Now we can't dethrone them. We got to see him in Super Bowl and get him that way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, but yeah, it's. It will leave. It will leave for the naysayers.
1: They're like, ah, oh, you know, the bills are just that it's by default. Tom Brady's not there. That's, that's- right.
2: Exactly. Right. <laughs> but he, but you see what he's, he's doing now at his age in Tampa Bay and you're going, okay, this dude is the go like this guy, like what, what we're seeing, what we've seen in the past, however many years it's been in the league now, it's no mistake. It, this guy is legit, and he's he's showing that you can play the game at a high level at an older age. And you see what he does week in and week out. It's just you give him a minute, give him a minute and ten seconds. Cool, calm, collected, got it. Does
1: so it make it, you want to go out there and catch some footballs again, there, Bill? Uh, you ready?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Come on. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Like you know, you saw him his uh 600th touchdown he just had. It's like okay. You know standing alone at the top of the mountain like you're it's very jordan-esque wayne gretzky right the guys that we grew up when we were younger mm-hmm. get to see on tv like just dominate their sport and he's he's doing it it's awesome to see thankfully he's in tampa bay though i'll you know that's the we'll that's see him in the bowl
1: no i think it's like one of those like maybe at one point you didn't like tom brady because of the Patriots and whatnot, but at like the end of the day, you're just like he's just he's too good to really hate. I can't really hate you, and probably him going to Tampa and now it's uh, Tampa Tom. You know, I love Tampa Tom. He's so much fun. He's so much more fun.
2: <laughs> Some of those memes are great, aren't they? <laughs>
1: oh, so great. And then him and Gronk have like a little show on YouTube that they do together and stuff. Tom and Gronk, and they're just chilling with like the kitty, their feet in a kiddie pool and stuff like that. I'm like this is the guy, this is the guy, you know, (laughs) got to have respect for it. Uh, You know, uh, we are reaching a nice little halfway point. Then when we come back, you know, I would like to ask you maybe a little about the family life, you know, Uh, if you've converted, you know, you've converted the kids, have you converted the wife yet
0: Over,
1: (laughs) over to the football or does she just love you? We'll just leave it at that much there. Uh, and then, of course, I have my football questionnaire, I guess, my uh, my questions for you. See what your take on the game of football is. But I think we'll get into that right after this. And we're back. Hey, all. hope you have been enjoying our football dive with Mr. Bill Creed. And, of course, as I have stated, Bill, one of my uh, college roommates, one of my first buddies up in college, and a diehard Bills fan and whatnot. Now I, I kinda teased it before we went to break, you know, I'm just curious, you know. The kids are easy. The kids are usually easy to get on board, you know. Daddy's cool to them. Question is, is the wife always happy with the football?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say I think so. <laughs> she doesn't like it when I yell at the T V. Um,
1: that's
2: bad, <laughs> the <alternative>, <laughs> but now she's she loves it. She she really does support me in everything I do, and she knows how important it is. So, she's she's 100% with it. So if she just loves me, or she truly loves it, you know, we'll leave it, leave it there. But yeah, she she's ride or die. It's awesome, you know. And thankfully, because she's from New Hampshire, right? So she was she was a Patriots brat when I first met her, <laughs> which is just like okay, you know, the irony, now, right now. She, you know, she lives and dies with the Bills every week. She cheers harder than I do sometimes, which is awesome to watch. Um, she's still a Red Sox fan, unfortunately, but that's baseball. <laughs> we, we can leave that one alone. But yeah, she, she did with the Buffalo Bills. Now she's, she's part of Bill's Mafia, which is great.
1: <laughs> Bill's Mafia. Uh, that, yep, that's, it. you know, right next to the kids, next Proudest Moment, <laughs> converted wife <laughs> to, yep. to, Bill, to Bill's Mafia.
2: Check the boxes, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's great, man. You know, uh, how long have you guys been married now? Uh,
2: so we got married in 17, so four years. Um, four years. Yeah, it, it, moved, it moved pretty quick. Uh, so we met, in, we met in 14, call it February of 14, somewhere in there, March of 14. Um, you know, just started hanging out. I was working, coaching football at, um, at Franklin Pierce University in southern New Hampshire and I was also doing some part-time work I was only part-time coaching then so I was working at a, a ski mountain that was a snowboard instructor and a bartender and I met her on the slopes one day and just we hung out headed off and as they say the rest is history and here we are marriage and two kids later yeah uh, can
1: I ask if there's gonna be any more along the way any more plan you know uh, gonna get you guys your own uh football team set up there <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, I think we're done. We you know, we like the ability to play man defense. You know, if you catch my drift, <laughs> we won't have to play zone and, yeah. and zone divide between, three, you know, two defenders between three kids. No, yeah. man defense is the way to go, I think. So we're we're okay with two.
1: Yeah. As uh, the single one without kids, I always, from my, of course, expertise, you know, expert type of view, I always viewed it as you never want more kids than, the, you know, the home team, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, know, you don't want to be outnumbered.
2: Yeah, I, younger me, uh, was I thought I was at least three or four, like, I just kids, kids, kids. And after, you know, after having two, I'm like, two is good. Two is very good. Okay, <laughs> and we have you know, we hit it right on the head, right? We got a boy, so son, got to, got to pass on my name. So he's a, you know, he's the fifth, which is crazy. Um, and our daughter, like, we have a son and daughter. So we have one of each, two That's kids, awesome. two parents. We're good. Like, check the boxes, man. We're all set.
1: See, that's what I didn't know. I didn't know that you were, like, the fourth, I guess.
2: The fourth. Yeah, yeah. i huh. the fourth, so little guy is fifth. Kept Keep on going. going. Yep, so I passed pass the burden on to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's your name to carry now, kid. I did, uh, I did my part. I got yep. you here.
2: Absolutely. You have to finish the rest. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't ending that trend. No, no, no. Mm. I mean, yeah.
1: And how's, uh, how's the rest of the family doing? Of course,
2: family and whatnot. Yeah, bro- brothers are doing really well. Uh, they're both thriving in their respective careers, taking on more every day, and they're they're doing exceptionally well. Um, my mom's doing okay. Uh, we actually lost my father uh, over about a year and a half ago. Uh, so mm. He just he was working on a car, died of a heart attack. So he oh. he was gone before he hit the driveway. So Oof. that was that was a very very tough time. You know, thankfully we got to see him a little bit because it was during COVID, but we we saw mm. him kind of like right before it happened, but yeah, so my mom, mom's doing it right. She's having a, having a house built right now about to finish up with that. So she's kind of turning the page, getting on with life, but yeah, it's been not been the best year on that front, unfortunately. Mm.
1: No, I'm sorry to hear that.
2: Of course, you
1: know, uh, 2020 was, 2020 was a year. It was uh mm-hmm. definitely a year. I think that's one of the things you lose contact with people sometimes. So, you know, uh, I think that's one of the bright spots, like we were talking about, I guess, before we went back to recording of me doing this. Sometimes it's like you get to catch up and see people again that, uh, I think as we get older, sometimes we kind of, you start to, I don't want to say get reminiscent of the past and all that. Where you start looking back too much that that I'm not that old. Uh, I don't think you're that old either. You know, Uh, you're ready to get back on the field anytime, you know, uh, Tomorrow. Yeah, get enough injuries <laughs> one day for the Marist game. It's put me in, coach. I'm sure you. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> just give me a jersey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, you know, you uh, you look at things differently. Yeah. You know, uh, we all go our separate ways and stuff like that. But you know, they're just those certain memories that you just don't forget. You know. Uh, I still have a uh, a shirt on my uh door actually with uh these letters uh, FRA. uh uh, over there hanging over my uh entrance door to my apartment so you know that that one's that one probably only two other people besides myself maybe one i'm talking to and another one who will probably be listening to this
2: uh know what that's about oh yeah (laughs) yeah some some great times oh my goodness (laughs) no good times speaking of parents real quick we off when we're off you talked about your parents i went to you said georgia Mm -hmm. Was it? Yeah. Yep, what? What Georgia. prompted that? How? How
0: are they doing?
1: Ah, uh, they're doing good. You know, uh, they moved down there. Uh, my dad, uh, he just retired. Uh, guy's been getting surgeries on his knees for, God knows how long. Uh, so, uh, it's kind of good that he's off his feet. You know, uh, you know, occasionally check on them and whatnot. Uh, mom, she's still working in school. She's working with, uh, special needs kids and stuff like that helping there and i think she still teaches a little piano yeah they get by you know uh i still i gotta pick on them i mean you know my mom's still on my phone is the midget you know little five foot (laughs) colombian that's i'm gonna put that in there you know please anybody listening don't cancel it that's just a joke between a son and his mom okay (laughs) so he seriously? The and look, my
2: sweetest little lady. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody said.
1: And then my dad, you know, uh, he's, he's the old man on my phone and whatnot. So it's, you know, he's uh, my dad found memes and TikTok. I guess he just found TikTok. So he's sending no. me messages of little TikToks and stuff like that. So, you know, it's retirement and, you know, finding technology. And it's one of those, I just see it as like, oh, now, Jay Prang sent you a message. I just look at it for a little bit. And I was like, I'm not. I know what it is. It's not even a message. It's just, <laughs> he sent you a photo. It's like it's not a photo. It's a TikTok. That's that's what you're sending me right now. God damn it, pops. <laughs> you know? Hey, but what you
2: know I mean? what? At least at least you still can connect with him, right? So yeah. Enjoy it, least... man.
1: <laughs> He's a funny one. I guess in like the little separation and stuff has been good. I haven't been able to see them in like the last two years. No, that usually when I did shows up here, they'd actually come up for the shows and whatnot. And I've told it before on a couple episodes. The funniest thing is always when uh, I go up and I do one of my sets. And you know, uh, I'm much less PC than I am right now with you on this. So it's always people who have known my parents or knew me before. I guess you could say college. Uh, Mm -hmm. they're, They're always like, "I can't believe you said that in front of your parents." And my parents don't care. at this it's, it's old. It's like, you know, I'm in my 30s at this point. Um, they know a lot of what I've done. So uh, me just telling them more, they, they can't ground me now. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> nope. No, they can't.
1: It's always fun. Uh, you know, but, you know, I do wish best for your family. You know, upswings always happen. Down swings, they come and go. And, you know, uh, they're just tests. Tests to see where you can go and ultimately, you know, make you stronger in some ways and stuff like that. I'm glad to see that, you know, because you talked about, you know, you worked a couple teaching jobs and stuff before that, you know, and just the whole journey to actually get into essentially the dream kind of position that you were always kind of working towards. It's commendable and stuff like that, but it's time for you to, I guess, uh, develop a little hate, maybe, maybe some love. Cause you know, as I said, it's my fantasy football season. All right, I, this is most important most important time of the year. Okay, you know, uh, as a coach, I don't know, you probably don't have as much of an investment in fantasy, but
2: nope, i have Go the nowhere insight. near it. <laughs>
1: exactly, but you're the one you're the one with the insight. You're the one watching the game, the analytics and stuff. Should sure. I be remiss if I didn't try? You know, use you while I got you here and stuff. Yeah, some of your input and stuff like that. Now, as I stated, I'm having a couple uh, QB problems here. Uh, you know, my Russell Wilson little finger problem, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. I'm looking at these young QBs out there and stuff like that. To you, what QB, you know, maybe not as obvious. Of course, we know your boy Josh Allen coming in. So I guess I could ask, who do you think is going to be the next Josh Allen?
2: <laughs> Talk about a loaded question, huh? Because Josh <laughs> Allen at the time wasn't when yeah, he first no. came in, wasn't necessarily the next Josh Allen. Um, no, he was. Uh,
1: he was actually rated behind Dan- he, in his class. He was like pretty low. I think Daniel Jones was actually the most favorite one coming in.
2: Yeah, which I mean, it just goes to show who's you have an idea based on what they do um, in college, and then it's up to them when they get there. But as much as it pains me to say, man, just look at the Patriots again. Look at Mac Jones. Oh, Mac Jones. Look, look at like you. You see his progression. And his progress from week one to now, and it's night and day. Like the the young man is helping them win like win football games, drives, and like you look at their last week's product where they just they put fifty plus on the Jets, and he looked good doing it. And you're like, okay, this guy's going to be good too. So I I think he's he's one that's going to be good for a long time coming. Should he keep progressing the way he's currently?
1: No, keep talking. I'm checking my way for the wires. <laughs> <a time>.
2: You <laughs> better have priority. If he's, <laughs> if he's available, you no. better take him out.
1: It's <laughs> all right. I, I picked up Joe Burrow. Uh, so
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's – hey, man, he, he stay healthy and in a good system. He's another one. You know, he, on a national level, right, you, everyone saw what he could do, you know, when they won the championship at LSU, and he's mm-hmm. another one. He's just got a – I think it's the right fit. I think that's a good part – a big part of it, quarterbacks too the correct system the, the correct offense coordinator and you know the weapons around them there because at the end of the day they are just one person on an 11 man unit and it takes all 11 to get it done so there's lot, there's lots of parts that make a break quarterback especially young guys
1: now uh you got to go down uh, i guess uh your lane of expertise you know you're a wide receiver and all that and a wide receiver coach now you know uh i guess to you i want to ask who is the best wide receiver i want to ask which wide receiver are you telling your players they should probably check out the most?
2: Probably a cop out answer, being my giving my loyalty to so the Buffalo Bills, with Stefan Diggs, man. Funny, but yeah, I, Stefan Diggs. You watch some of the routes, some of the the suddenness that he has in his gameplay, and you know a lot of our guys, they you know they're always on you know uh, Twitter and Instagram checking things out and posting stuff. Um, the other guy that comes to mind is uh, Adam Thielen on the Vikings. Like, oh my goodness, mm. he's they get the suddenness that he has, the double moves that he does in the red zone, you know the matchups that they allow him to get offensively is just incredible to watch. You see this guy two step at full speed and make you know the defender take three extra steps and he's back inside and he's scoring yeah, easy. It's it's really fun to watch. Um, and up until recently, I was really watch, enjoying watching Antonio Brown again because you know in, down in Tampa he's just been you know doing very well down there, especially with Gronk being hurt. He was kind of the go-to guy for for Brady, and now he's got a little injury thing happening. So, you know, he's kind of tapered off a little bit again. But he's he's explosive when he's when he's cued in, man. He's he's dynamite to watch too.
1: And to any of my uh, fantasy uh, cohorts who are listening to this, I didn't pay him to say that. He did just say all (laughs) my wide receivers that I have on my team,
2: legitimately. smart, man,
1: Um, you know, I have all three of those too. By the way, if I was to play. I, you know, I do this, uh, and I will say that, uh, with the injury to Antonio Brown, I did pick up, uh, Emmanuel Sanders too. So, you know, I went full bills, uh, wide receivers for there because, uh, I know he's
2: been killing it and whatnot. Yeah. yeah he's, he's been lighting it up because they're, mm-hmm. they've been queuing On Diggs <laughs> defensively and they're, they're giving him some very real matchups on the other side. So that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Trying to survive till Russell comes back in week nine.
2: Um,
1: all right, so this one, you know, not so much fantasy base, but like I know for myself, people ask my favorite football team and stuff, and of course I say my 49ers. But there's, you know, during those dark times, there were other teams that, you know, I was like, I know my team's not gonna make to the play, make it to the Super Bowl. So what's what's my backup team or so and all that? And for me, then, you know, uh, the first Super Bowl I really remember watching was uh, the Panthers versus uh, New England. That's my hatred for. Uh, Tom Brady began uh, mm-hmm. on enough, uh, So, you know, it was a nice switch to love, you know. And then, you know, I was a Drew B's fan, so I had my Saints. So I guess for you, what, what would be, uh, I guess if you weren't a Bills fan,
2: what would you be? Probably the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah. Oh. And I, I don't know why. Always enjoyed watching them for some reason. Maybe go hmm. back to my father because he, he kind of enjoyed them too, so I'm sure that's kind of where the influence started. And then then you start getting into the world of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid when he got there and you know, taking bits and pieces from every offense kind of under the sun, like, you know, the West Coast that Andy Reid runs so much of. And then it's sprinkling in the RPO world and some other, some other stuff too. It's You watch it and you go, okay, that's impressive. Not, not to mention when you have the offensive weapons that they have, when they're firing all cylinders, it's just like, okay, pick your poison man. You got Kelsey, who's a machine. You got Hill, who's... Speed Demon, uh, okay, who, who you block, who you taking, who you locking up here because the other one's coming open. And then Mahomes just no-look passes, right? You think he's going left, he throws the ball right to a wide open guy sitting in the hook seam area, and you're like, okay, how? <laughs> I mean, they're they're fun to watch. So, yeah, I, it would be the Chiefs for sure for me. And yeah. if I needed a third team, whoever's playing the Patriots <laughs> still to this day. There's just a – yeah, not a Patriots fan. Yeah. Respect the hell out <laughs> of what they've done and what Belichick's done. Not a fan. the respect <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess that leads it yeah. to the the next question, of course is like uh no you you love your job at Maris and all that, but if there was a team from the n f l looking for you know good wide receiver coach or something, mhm, yeah, you know, besides your bills, besides yep. your bills we gotta I gotta exit out the easy answer, yeah, yeah, what team are you looking at that is like, oh, that would be not only a good I'd be a good fit for, but I could learn so much from that I want
2: to uh so one of two places comes to mind for like self growth uh the first would be like we just talked about would be be the chiefs I love that offense i you know the west coast is kind of it's a similar system to what we played in Cortland at the time during our time there um, so there's some roots there, some common terminology so it'd be a comfort as well as the you know, the introduction of all the new RPO stuff that a lot of people are running and they, they just don't seem afraid to to try new things. Um, the other one I would have to say would be probably the Vikings, just to work with receivers like Dylan or, or someone like that, just you know to see what these guys can do and see the game that they get. Because like I said, they manufacture one-on-one matchups in so many different ways. Schematically, they do a lot of really fun stuff. That would be another... Another fun one, I think. But at right the end on. of the day, if, if someone's if someone's looking, you, you take you take a job, right? Like those calls don't come off, and so I, mm-hmm. if I'm ever lucky enough to get the opportunity, whoever it is, absolutely. And if they play the Bills, um, I won't be a Bills fan on that Sunday.
1: <laughs> and that would be the only day, you know. Yep. Uh...
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Yeah, gotta respect it and all that. Um, let me see here. Is there because. You know, I guess uh, you don't really touch on it, but you do uh, you do travel for your job. You know, uh, leave as you said, you're in Minneapolis right now.
2: Yeah, correct. So we're we're playing against uh, St. Thomas tomorrow. So yeah, we our schedule this year is uh, I'll say a good one because we're we alternate home and away every other week. So it's not like I'm off, We're on the road for two weeks, three weeks in a row, and missing my family every weekend for the better part of a month. So yeah, travels travels pretty good, but we we travel really well. And it's really nice because you get to see different parts of the country.
1: Now, do you have, a, I guess, uh, have you had a favorite stop or a favorite uh, visit place that you've been to yet?
2: Absolutely, San Diego. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Beautiful. Because no matter what time of the year we go, because, like, you know, we play in, into November before Thanksgiving come around. So those later months, you know, end of October, this time of year, beginning of November, northeast get a little cold, Midwest can get a little cold, San Diego, nice and warm. <laughs> sit, but they're they got a beautiful campus and there's the views from their campus and their field are, are pretty stunning. So, you know, San Diego's probably, probably my favorite one, you know, to get on a plane and go. Cause I'm usually never on the West coast either. So, mm. so it's just fun to see a different side of the country, literally put your feet in the other ocean.
1: Now uh, of course for your, your playmaking mind, what do you think is like one play that maybe to you isn't used enough in uh, I guess football or something that you wish was maybe implemented a little more. Cause you know, I, I say this based on, you know, a lot of people talk about how this is a passing league and, you know, yeah. my first round draft, Derek Henry, I'm like, Hey man, just give that guy the ball. I don't care. Uh, you know, I like pounding the rock. Uh, so, you know, I guess, you know, you're a little more involved with it. There's something you're seeing that you're like, Oh, you now back in my day, but, you know, there's like certain things you're like, oh, man, I wish oh, we would have done that. Why doesn't why don't they do that anymore or something?
2: But I and it's, it's not something that doesn't get used a lot anymore, but it's still used. But I love trap. I don't know why. It's just it's a little deceitful and it's old school um, <laughs> in the way it presents. And you could trap you could do wide trap, tight traps. You could you could tap, trap a nose. You could trap an end. You can trap a d-tackle, whoever you want to trap. You can do it. And if you get it right, it hits like a truck. And that guy has, you know, a longer day because he's looking for trap the rest of the day, and then you can get outside him on the edge. Um, So as far as like run game stuff, I just I'd love to see trap. Every time I see a clip of trap, I'm like, okay, or wham, you know, um, call it puller coming from the inside and and whacking some, or from the outside in, uh, whacking somebody in the teeth. Those are plays I love to see like you said, it's a it's a passing league first, and you know, air raid all day, every day. Let's get it out, get get the ball in the air. But Mm -hmm. something really fun to see, just smash-mouth football, you know, that's, I'm a, I love trap. Like I said, trap's one of my favorite.
1: Thinking back to like uh, our college years, I think one of my favorite like things about college football was uh, the overtime rules. Like I think our first cortica to like maybe four overtimes, just or just because one team would score, then the other team would score. So we got to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, because each one got a chance or something. Uh, Are there any, like, if there's, like, maybe a rule or something that maybe you wish was in place or maybe wasn't in place? Not fully, but I I think you get what I'm kind of trying to say.
2: So at at the college level right now, I think they have it in a really good place. Um, So it used to just be at one point in time, it was just endless drives. Call it from the 20, get the ball in 25. Deposit 25, you drive it in, you score. The the other team has to match you if they don't, game over. So, not quite sudden death, equal opportunity rules there. Um, What's in play now is, you know, the third overtime and above, call it the third round and above. It's just one play. So, it's a two point play. You know, so Hmm. balls, balls right up against it is right there and it's one play. Give it your best shot. Um, And then it also makes two point attempts until someone gets it and someone doesn't, and then it's, you know, like that walk-off situation. So I think wow. that college has it in a really good place now. So like you mentioned safety there, um, I think that addresses a part of it because you're limiting it to at one point, one play, one play, one play, one play. So how many rounds it goes now, you just saw a couple of teams past few weekends go into, you had five plus overtimes in a, in a game that went to nine, nine overtimes. So, you know, those are nine plays instead of nine whole drives or series, which is, I think, a little safer and a little less uh, taxing on the body. The NFL one, you know, you like go back to Bill's quit. You saw it against the Titans, right? You know, so like Sean McDermott goes for it on, on fourth and goal there. Like, okay, yeah, let's get this, right? Because if you, you you get it, you have a great shot at winning the football game, a better shot. If you kick the field goal and go to overtime, if you lose the coin toss and Derrick Henry rips off a run and scores one and scores a touchdown, it's, it's curtained, it's ball game, right? So I think on that end, really calculated decision, like a, a good decision to go for it. But I think in the NFL, not having true equal opportunity is one thing I would like to see change.
1: Do you have like a, I guess, a uh, favorite player to watch? Like I was saying, I was a Drew Brees fan, which made me a Saints fan. And, you know, you got Matt Damon. He's uh, he's admitted that he's a Tom Brady fan, not so much a Patriots fan. He's followed Tom to Tampa Bay. Do you find like maybe a player that, you know, maybe isn't a Bill, but if you see them playing, it's like I still want to see him
2: see him do well. So yeah, if, if it's not a if it's not a bill, um, Tyreek kill. I mean, just the, you know, the guy is so electric and so fun to watch. And you know, his size, his stature, and depending on who you talk to, like oh, someone that size can't play high level college football, can't play in the NFL. And this guy's just proving that wrong every single time he's out there. Um, previously, like. Uh, in yesteryear caller earlier in life, it was, uh, Wes Welker, right. Mm. You have guy like, you know, five, five, eight, five, nine white receiver who does, who's just really great on his feet, has really good cuts, um, really good route mechanics and does a great job at finding space in in holes. And schematically they dial stuff, they dial stuff up for him on the Patriots and like he was fun to watch. Um, I will say my favorite receiver now is Stefan Diggs, but I, I started watching him and seeing him really because of Thielen um, in, in Minnesota and, watch, and watching their clips and then watching the two of them together was awesome. And then, you know, when the Bills went out and got him, I was over the moon, man, because I'm like, okay, great. Now I get to cheer for this guy on Sunday and the Bills at the same time. So blessed there. But yeah, like those, those are some of the receivers I love to watch week in, week out.
1: Now, I also touched earlier on, uh, you know, you touring uh, the ligament in your thumb.
0: Curious,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, from your playing... Days or whatnot? What was like the worst injury that you've gotten? I guess
2: playing. Uh Worst one would have to be the ACL. Oh. So I, I got my I got my ACL later in life. Play still playing. Uh, that sucked because that one you know because once once your knee goes, it's never mm-hmm. truly the same. But you can get it pretty pretty close. But that one mm-hmm. that one was definitely worse for sure.
1: How that go go down exactly?
2: uh like freak thing. Just um mm-hmm. just tried to do a two step cut. Just playing it too hard. On a slant, uh, foot got stuck in the turf, and I ended up just twisting a little too far, right, with a straighter leg, and it just buckled. Were you uh, playing in MetLife? No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was just a bitter yeah. 49ers fan talking there. I'm sorry. Oh, I know.
2: Oh, I know. <laughs> Anytime you see those, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, that's one of those freak things. Just let go. And you, mm. The hardest part is you feel you, you run around, you move around, you feel like Superman, or you feel like you're invincible, moving in your own body after that happened for me i had to like relearn how to run how to cut how to plant and how to like build trust back up in my knee i think anyone listening that's ever done a knee or anything major um in their body like similar would agree It's when you have to build that trust up it's it's such a it's such a hard thing to get through sometimes especially if you have pain in there at times
1: yeah i think uh you always hear it from like any athlete that has to come back. It's uh, it's not so much the rehabilitation. It's more of like the physical part. It's more so a mental thing also of gaining that confidence because it's now in your head that oh, I can't get hurt or something. It's like mm-hmm. uh, any visions of invincibility that you may have had beforehand. Uh, it's like oh, I'm not Superman. Oh. I can't. Oh. I can't break. Yeah.
2: And you, until, you do, until you do it, you, I don't think you understand or I'll say appreciate what it truly feels like to do something like that. Because when you feel it go, it's it's just a different world of, oh, my God, what just happened to my body?
1: Yeah, man. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bill, I have uh, kept you long enough, you know, uh, now you're out there, I'd like you to, you know, you probably have to go through your notebooks, do a little writing in there too, you know, I don't want to take you, but. You know, usually at uh, this part of uh, the episodes, uh, the person, if they have anything that they would like to plug, you know, maybe plug some of uh, your Marist games and all that, where people won't be able to see you pacing around in the booth. But now they will know (laughs) that whenever there's a Marist game, there is one crazy Bills fan probably marching around his uh, office there, unable to
2: sit still. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, if anyone really wants to watch, watch us play or, you know, see us on game day, uh, go dot All of our games are streamed through there or links to ESPN three. So you, anyone can watch us at any time and maybe catch a glimpse of me if they shoot a camera up to the booth and, and see me maybe try to jump out of it or something pacing around up there being silly.
1: Yeah. Just wait for a bad call to happen. And if they have that, <laughs> he will be the one banging on the glass that the other ones have to tell that
2: they'll sit down. Well, believe it or not, I've calmed down a little bit. Um, I'm not as enthuse. I'll say enthusiastic as I used to be in my, my early 20s. I'm a father now. I gotta I gotta cool it. You know, I gotta take a chill pill here and there. Hey man, it's been it's been awesome to catch up with you. Like we we opened with. It's it's been too long, and just finding out that we we only live an hour from each other now. We we got to reconnect at some point.
1: Yeah, as you're up my way. You know, like I said, I thought you were down in like Westchester. I didn't know you were like that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah, right near you. So,
1: but hey, if you guys are listening to this episode, please. Hit that like, subscribe, or whatever's offered to you on whatever platform. Just let them know you like the episode. If you'd like to talk to me, if you want to tell me how great your football team is and why maybe Bill should switch over to, I don't know, maybe the Dolphins. (laughs) That's a joke. Yeah, I know. We can just laugh. We can just laugh at that. No, no one wants to be a Dolphins fan. But, you know, if you guys want to hit me up, you guys can do so at the TommyTom88 on Twitter. And Tommy Tom P eighty eight on Instagram. Bill, like you said, man, it was great uh, reconnecting and all that. And uh, guys, thank you, and we will catch you all next time.
0: I'm Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High Personality. No, it's I. You never seen my kind, never seen a fucking sliver or a slice. I'm the butcher, choice nuts, no, I'm nice. You got beef? I got waggle with a knife. Now I'm gonna be wrapping up bodies up at night, Like Ray Charles, y'all yeah, know I'm out of sight. Now I'm gonna be slaying this cause you know I love the life. Yo, you gotta read between the lines I'm only gonna be moving when I'm read right through all the signs Johnny Mnemonic, I got an upgrade in mind This is for the rebels and their revolutionary minds Tabernetic linguistics, you know I'm on my mind Prototype the new dimension, man, I shit is mine Future is creation and creation is sublime Make your own legend, only happens with time